Hello and welcome to Fireside Farmmaker, a podcast with John Mark Osborne and Michael Rashad talking about everything Farmmaker. This is Fireside Filemaker, and my name is John Mark Osborne. And I'm Michael Rashad. Today we're going to talk about something you may or may not have heard of, and it's KISS. And KISS stands for Keep It Simple Stupid. And in the world of Filemaker, it's the driving force behind everything I do. And I'm not sure whether um, you're as fanatic about it as I am, John, but uh, what do you think? Well, I'm fanatic enough that I wrote an entire blog article on it. You did, and I haven't even read it. Oh, shame on me. Send me a link. I will. Anyway, the idea of KISS is to reduce everything to its simplest form. And the interesting thing about KISS, and people don't realize this, is that you can't get to simplicity without going through complexity. In other words, you have a situation or a problem you're trying to solve, and then you will solve it. And then you go back and you look at the way you solved it, and you figure out, how can I make this easier and simpler? Now, why take the time and the effort to do that? Well, from the standpoint of the user, it might not make any difference. They won't see that you've made that extra effort to make the thing happen quicker or simpler. But if somebody has to come in behind you and tweak or change something you've done, you've actually made the whole thing much simpler for them to look at it and understand what's happening. So you've taken that extra step in developing it. Now, as I said, it does take more time and sometimes takes considerably longer, but the results are always worth it. Yeah, I think the reason why I got into KISS, because I used to be known as the tips and tricks guy. The reason I got into KISS is I started developing real serious solutions for clients who wanted something that worked well. And I was often getting these clients who call me up and said, I hired this guy and and it doesn't work very well. And I paid him $15,000 and I'm not happy. And can you take a look? And I would take a look and I'll go, oh my goodness, what did this guy do? He threw every trick in the book at it. And I said, wow, this thing is so messed up. I really need to start from scratch on this. You know, I could try to fix it. I could go in there and perform surgery on your file, but it's probably going to cost you more than just starting from scratch. Yeah. And this is one of the things that we often have to explain to the customers that it really isn't worth fixing because it would take you, would take much longer to go in and fix something and have it work the way you want it to than have it built properly from from the start because when you're looking at a solution that somebody else has designed there's a whole series of factors you've got to get into the mindset and the head of the programmer because programming is very idiosyncratic and sometimes the way they do things becomes so complicated that you could spend an hour just trying to figure out one particular thing I remember looking at a solution a few years back and I couldn't figure out what was happening. It was a a very complex script and I just couldn't figure it out. So I decided to run it through the debugger. And this guy was using SQL and set variables and error capture. And he, in this one script, I gave up 
after 210 script steps and 37 different scripts he was calling. I just said, this is ridiculous. It's not worth taking the time to look at it because it could never be debugged or fixed. So I just threw it away and wrote a new script to do the same thing in 10 lines of code. It's funny you say that because I've had that exact example so many times where people over modularize things. Like, why are you modularizing this? I had to go, you know, 15, literally 15 scripts deep because this script called this script called this script and kept going on down the line. I'm like, I can't keep track of what's going on. Modularization is great, but over abusing it is one of those things you don't want to do. Don't take a trick or a technique and use it all over the place because you're going to make it difficult for somebody to come in later and look at it, especially even yourself. It's just crazy. Yeah. Well, I'll give you an analogy that will illustrate how crazy this programming was. At the time, I was in Golden, Colorado. And I said to this guy, I said, when I want to go downtown Golden, I go out of the gate, I turn right, I drive three miles, and I'm in Golden downtown. You get in the car, you drive to Colorado Springs, which is two hours away, and then you drive back and go to Colden, and you do it 50 times a day. That, that is too funny. That's exactly what I'm talking about right there. It's crazy. But some people just don't understand that. They're so in love with the, the technology. And if you haven't listened to the podcast John and I did on native FileMaker functionality, you should listen to it because it's very interesting and it will open a lot of eyes. But we are all about keeping things simple. And that means using native FileMaker functionality, which is not having to know another coding language. Do things the FileMaker way, knowing what FileMaker can do, and, and just as importantly, what it can't do, and being able to get to the result and deliver what you need to deliver in the fastest possible time. And to me, that's so paramount. And it's it applies to coding. It applies to interface design, because you never want to have users confused. Users need to be faced with a simple solution that they don't have to think or agonize about it. They just look at it and they know how it works and what it does. Kiss. Yeah, Kiss, that's that's it defined, but it's so it's it's actually difficult to get there. Like you said at the very beginning, you've got to go through the complexity to get to get to the simple. But I, I also wrote an article called FLF, which is find list form. And if you don't know FileMaker really well, you should stick to find list form, which is you go into find mode, you do a find, it produces a list view, you click the choice that you want, and it goes to form view to give you more detail. The interface is, that's the way FileMaker is built to work. Don't try to put an iTunes-like interface on it. I mean, there are times and places to do that stuff when it makes sense, but some people try to trick out every solution and then it becomes so slow. I remember a solution I got and the person said it worked great locally, but as soon as we put it up on a server and accessed it remotely, and this is part of the whole thing they were going to do, it took literally 10 minutes to open up because he had this gigantic startup script that made all of his buttons and stuff adaptive. And that's the craziest thing in the world. I, I never saw the point of that. It was a big thing back in FileMaker 6.0 to make adaptive button bars and things like that. So you didn't have to create the buttons. 
frankly, it backfired on everybody because it's so slow and you have to do so much setup and it's just not worth it. So watch out for those things. Keep it simple. So you have to do a, f a few more minutes of duplicating some buttons and stuff like that to make a new layout. No big deal. The benefit is in the speed and the ease of somebody else coming in or even yourself coming in and looking at it six months later and figuring out what they what to do to this. And that saves the client money right there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I remember in the early days of developing FileMaker back in the UK, I was asked to go in and fix a solution. I think it was for a clothing company. I can't really remember. Anyway, I ended up in a hotel room for three days with, and I had printed out this entire relationship graph and I had the entire wall of the hotel room papered with this massive relationship graph and trying to figure out what they were doing. And it was just a nightmare and it could have been so simple because the the tendency to make things complex is a human trait. We just do it naturally and because we have these ideas in the back of our head that we've got to be sophisticated and clever. And it comes back down to just because you can doesn't mean you should. And that's something that we all need to keep in the back of our head and go, well, okay, I could do that, but should I? And the answer a lot of the time, if you think about it and your objective is not, but if you get fixated on the idea of using a technology because you like that technology and you don't look at the ups and downs of the pluses and minus of it, then you can end up in a mess and driving 200 miles instead of five. I can't uh, emphasize the plus and minuses, or I call them disadvantages and advantages or pros and cons. But your story reminded me of uh, back 15 years ago when I was working with a client I would absolutely love. He was the greatest guy in the world. But FileMaker 7 had just come out and he wanted to convert it. And I converted it and he wanted to do these things and make it do this and that. And he had done his reporting using aggregate functions rather than sub summaries. And he wanted me to make it work faster in FileMaker 7. And for whatever reason, it was slow now. And he might have had some constant relationships in there or something like that, too. I forget. It's, it's a long time ago. But I remember he was insistent. I said, I think you need to do this from scratch. And he was insistent on me, you know, fixing it and converting it. And I said, I don't think it, it's wise to do this. And, and I had to turn him down and said, I can't do the job. And I love the guy, but I just, it was, it was, you got to watch out about what you're doing. So he had, he had programmed this from a, from a, you know, a, a, an amateur point of view and it had worked okay for him, but now he wanted in FileMaker 7, it wasn't working well. He just had to start over from scratch and, and take advantage of FileMaker 7 at that point, And he wasn't willing to do it. And you've got to be willing to do that because those two programs really were not even close. They were like different programs. There were, it was it was an interesting, uh, you know, transition to say the least if anybody was ever there. Well, and this happens a lot is somebody has an old solution and they haven't upgraded it for years and it wasn't particularly designed optimally in the first place. And now they want to move to the latest, greatest version, but they just want you to convert it. And I absolutely flatly refuse to do this. And I say to them, look, I could do this for you, but look at your solution. And right now it's the equivalent of a Model T Ford. Now I can make it look like a Ferrari, 
but no matter how good I make it look, it's still going to drive like a Model T Ford. Now, do you want to drive a Ferrari or do you want to drive a Model T Ford? Right, exactly. End of story. And if they say, well, we kind of like the Model T, I go, yeah, well, find some some other idiot. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do it. Right. And sometimes no matter, no matter how much you explain this to a client, they just don't understand and they don't see the point of it. And, it, and it's your point to not just give the client what they ask for, but to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't. If somebody tells me they want to do something like that, I will do my very best to explain why it's a bad idea. But if they're insistent on it, I'm just going to say, I can't help you because you're not willing to listen to advice from somebody who's been doing this for a very long time. And that's fine. You don't have to. You know, if you want to throw your money away, fine. But I don't want you to do that. And I certainly don't want you to throw it in my direction. Yeah, you definitely have to try your best to convince them that what they're trying to do would be a bad choice. So I I find a lot of developers out there doing these weird interfaces and these tricky things, sometimes because they like to do it, they don't know any better, but sometimes because the, the client asked for it and they simply said, okay, and did it. And sometimes you just have to say, you know what, this is not going to work out well. You're going to be sad down the line, you know, this and that, whatever the situation might be, you need to convince them even if it loses you that job. Yeah, because ultimately it comes back down to, is this a client you're going to want to work with? And if they're that recalcitrant or you know fixated on what they've got and what they have in their mind, then there's always another client who won't be or will be more fun to work with. And again, it comes down to, as we said before, life is too short to take on the crap projects. But going back to KISS, Kiss in Kiss is really everything that I do and you do. It's the driving force behind what it is. It's the it's the the desire to just make it as easy as possible for the user. Because if we develop from our standpoint, John, we fail. If we develop from the user standpoint, and we put ourselves in that user's shoes, we succeed because they're the ones that are going to be using it down long term, and we're not. We're going to come in with like a hard gun. We come into town, we clean up the town, and we leave. Yeah, I think that uh, keep it simple, stupid, comes in a lot of different forms. And I've got a good example of how you can see it in a lot of different ways and a lot, and a lot. So this gentleman was one of my clients and I did meta consulting for him and I still do. And he had come to me and said, Hey, this layout, whenever somebody accesses it remotely is really slow. So we had a go to meeting session. I looked at his layouts and in his effort to make things simpler for the people, he had made all these different buttons appear and disappear with hide object, but he had done it so much and with such complicated calculations, referring to related fields and things like that, it took so long to load each record. And so they were they were complaining about the speed. And they said, oh, yeah, once we, uh, you know, once we get it loaded up, it kind of goes better. But then you, you launch it back again and connect it just takes so long. And I looked through this. And I said, well, you've got to kind of curb what you're doing and, and keeping it simple in, in theory is not just about trying to make it easier for the user, but also making it easier for FileMaker. So you've got to make sure that when you program it, 
that you're not using too much of this and too much of that. It's like a recipe for a piece of food. You don't put too much salt in there. Even if you like salt a lot, you don't shake it in there until it's too salty to eat. So you've got to make sure you don't overuse features and go too far. And that's part of keeping it simple. Yeah, absolutely. And people tend to forget this. And, you know, there's a there's a saying in England, and I don't know whether it's an American saying or not, but the saying is too clever by half. And it just conveys in my mind exactly what these people are trying to do and comes back down to why did you do that? Why did you go that route? It's not efficient. It's not effective. It took you way longer than it should have done. And it's impossible for somebody to come in and just quickly make a change if you're not available. And sometimes it's just that the people don't know any better. True. They, they just didn't, weren't, didn't have the programming chops to do it. But I, I wanted to bring up a quote I think is really good. This is what somebody wrote in comment when I had published my KISS article. It said, they put a quote from Albert Einstein on there. Everything should be made as simple as possible, but not simpler. I thought that was the greatest quote in the world. Yeah, it's a good quote. There's another quote and a story that um, I will tell you that this is very appropriate. Picasso was being interviewed by somebody back in the early 1970s. I think he died in 73. And the, the, the interviewer said to him, how long does it take you to paint a painting, Mr. Picasso? And Picasso looked at him and said, well, it takes two people. He said, what do you mean it takes two people? You're Picasso. You're, you're famous. He said, yeah, but it takes two people. Well, what do you mean? He said, it takes me to paint it, and it takes somebody else to tell me to goddamn stop. <laughs> no, that's funny. Too bad there's not people telling, you know, FileMaker developers to stop or not do that, right? You need that. You have to, well, you have to tell yourself to stop because we are the, when we're working, we're working in a vacuum. We're interacting with the client and discussing what we're doing with the client. But a lot of the time we're working in a vacuum and we get in, we go down a rabbit hole. And we, once we're in that rabbit hole, hours literally can disappear. Sometimes not, but sometimes you, you really can lose hours. And you also have to know when it's the time to say, yeah, this is just too complicated. This is, I need to rethink this. And sometimes you end up throwing that time away because you, you just, the result is just not something that you can present and you don't feel good about spending the time doing it. So, you know, it's again, it's trial and error and it's learning what works and what doesn't. And even as long as you and I have been doing it, we still find ourselves doing some things the wrong way. And we have to go back and, and redo it because it, we weren't in the right space, the right place to, to do it when we started. But whatever reason that is, we're focused on something else and we end up in the wrong place. So it's not easy to to know when to stop. It's not easy to know when to just simplify. And But I love I love telling people when they say this. I don't want to have write a script that has 30 lines in it if I can do it in three. And I want to do it in three. So every script I write, I want to do it in as few lines as possible. And that's KISS. But you have to know what you're doing and you have to have figured out the wrong way to do it or the right way to do it, but the long way to do it. And then you find a way to simplify and shorten it. I think you're generalizing with your last example there. 
Um, and, and I think it's makes a good point, but I have written just to, to try to offer a different viewpoint on what is simple. Sometimes longer scripts are the ones that are actually simpler. I'll give you an example. I have a, a thing I like to do uh, with you know, fine scripts. You know, I'm sure everybody's done them in their fi FileMaker files. And sometimes these fines are automated. Now I could just put a perform find in there and restore the values in there, the, the criteria, or I could do an enter find mode and some set fields and a perform find. Longer, but in my opinion, more readable and simpler and better in that case. So I think you've got to pull back sometimes from shorter means simpler because it doesn't always. And so I think there's some exceptions to your rule, but I like the rule. No, I don't. I, actually, I totally agree with you. There are some things that you can't simplify, but you have to look at them and, and make a decision. Could this be simpler? Is there a way to simplify this? No, not really. I mean, some of the scripts that we write are very long and very complicated in many branches. And just the nature of what we're trying to do requires that. But there are a lot of simple things like, for example, on in Nautilus, I have on the main panel, all of those buttons are on one, is one script, go to object. And that script has one line, go to object, get script parameter. And the script parameter is the name of the panel. So it's just one line. It's as simple as it can possibly be. And that's just an example of, of simplification of a script that could, in the old days, be quite lengthy. Because, you know, if it's this, go to this. Or it could be many scripts, such as uh, deleting a poor row. I have one script yeah. for it, and I make it adaptive based on script parameters like you. So I can have one script. And the message comes up and says, are you sure you want to delete this? Uses that script parameter to change that message so it's relevant to the actual portal. And therefore, we have less scripts, less scripts, and you have a simpler solution. You have a, well, you, not only do you have less scripts, but you have scripts that you're using 50 or 100 times. And, you know, it just makes it simpler. It's like one of the things that, you know, we were talking about the other day is percentage fields and people... A lot of people don't know that if it's a field that's formatted as a percentage, you have to type dot and then the number. And then when you exit the field, that becomes a percentage. But a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to enter 10 because I want 10%. So you use a very simple script to say that if the number is greater than one, divide it by 100 when you exit the field. And that way you can use that same script on every percentage field in your solution. And it's always going to work out right, no matter what they enter. So what ends up happening is we make it a little bit more complex to make it simpler because we're, we're trading off multiple scripts or whatever it might be for one script. It's a little more complex because you have to know get script parameter, but it ends up being simpler in the end. Yeah. And it, it also is about, again, it's about, developing from the user's standpoint and making doing things that will make it easier for them so that they don't get lost or confused. Yeah, I think like you said at the beginning, there's there's KISS for interface, there's KISS for programming, there's KISS for deployment, for everything. You need to think about what you're doing and you need to have that expertise 
to do something simpler. I, I think I think you described it so well, and I've already mentioned this before, but you have to go through complexity to get to simple. And I think that sums up what we're trying to say here so so well, because you have to have that experience in FileMaker to know what is simple and what's easier to do. I have an example of uh, people trying to create records inside of a table. And these are standardized records. Maybe they're times or days or something like that where you have to create a bunch of records. And it happens all the time. I use it in a cal calendar solution often. And so you could go ahead and make a script that loops through and, and does a whole bunch of layout changes and set fields and stuff like that. You Or you could take it simpler. And this only happens through experience because every time I tell somebody about it, they go, oh my God, you could do it that way. You simply have a table with let's say it's the calendar situation. So every day of the year and you simply import it into the table where you want to have those replicated calendar days for that year. All you have to do is change the year at that point. So it's one simple import, but I got there because I had that experience. I would have, you know, before that would have just written the script that does the, the looping and, and the set fields and all that stuff. So much easier if you think about things and you have that experience that you know, exposure to FileMaker and learn it, and you can make a much simpler program. Yeah, and you know the the funny thing, and we've, as I say, we've been doing this for a long time. But the funny thing is that no matter how long we've been doing it, we're still learning. We're still discovering new ways to do things, and sometimes it's you see a something that somebody else has done, and you look at it and you think, now that's really interesting. How could I use that? And then you come up with different ways of using what you've just seen that if you talk to the person who came up with it, they'd probably look at you like, well, I never thought of you doing that. But it's about expanding your, uh, your vision. It's about being able to think outside the box and make the most out of everything you see and do. And just in order to provide that simplicity for the user. And it, it comes back down to develop for the user. That's your primary goal. It's not about developing for your ego or yourself. It's about developing for the user and making sure that if something happens to you, somebody else can come in and just pick up where you left off with a minimum amount of effort. Right. I think cost is a big factor in, in developing for the user because they're the ones who are paying for it. So you got to make sure that you do something that doesn't isn't over-engineered. Yes, absolutely. Now, one of the reasons I wrote my KISS article is because I was constantly seeing these over-engineered solutions out there. And often what happens, and this kind of goes off what you're just saying, is that people see something on the web or they see something, you know, they're just starting FileMaker or they've been doing it for a little bit, but they're not necessarily professional developers. And they see something, these one of these esoteric workarounds like a virtual list or, or something like that. And they take this really strange situation and apply it and to every situation in FileMaker. And you need to understand how FileMaker works at its core because there's a lot of people out there who are putting stuff out there on the internet who really don't have that good core and are, are really kind of twisting and making FileMaker bend over in ways. And it does some cool stuff. But should you do that? Is that going to be good for your client? Is it going to make things slow? Should you only use it in this situation? You've got to first understand the basic core of FileMaker before you start doing these crazy solutions, because then you know when to do them and when not to do them. 
Right. But it does come back down to, John, it's for people who are coming to FileMaker from other disciplines, and I'll call them disciplines, they have a knowledge, sometimes a really extensive knowledge of, say, SQL, for example. And they come to FileMaker and they think, oh, I can do this. I could use Execute SQL to do all this. And because they know the way to do it using what they know, they don't take the time, and maybe they can't find the time, but they don't take the time to discover whether you could do that in a simpler way, just using native FileMaker functionality that's been around for decades. Now, we've been around for decades, and we've grown up with it, and we pretty much know all the ways to do things, or we can find a way to do it within the parameters and the func you know the structure of the program as it was originally developed but so many people don't have that experience and it's i don't know how they get it because the only way you and i got it was through the school of hard knocks we spent hundreds or thousands of hours just tinkering and playing around and experimenting and finding what worked and what didn't yep i i couldn't agree more with that and that's what you have to do. You have to, I call it fiddling. You have to fiddle with FileMaker. You have to know FileMaker. You have to know why it was designed the way it's designed. You can't just come in from another platform and say, hey, I know how to do execute SQL, or I know JSON, or I know this. I know I know web development. I'm going to put a big giant web viewer right here. You've got to do FileMaker. You've got to know that when to use those technologies. There's reasons why certain technologies were put into FileMaker. And I think I've talked about this in, in other podcasts. Execute SQL was not put in there for any other reason other than to declutter managed database. If you didn't, you know, people were having to make relationships to get a little piece of information out of a table when they didn't already have a relationship. They use they can use execute SQL now to get it. And it's a great little feature, but I don't use it that often because it really doesn't come in play. Usually I have a relationship already that's used for a portal or, or related field, and I can just piggyback on that. No reason to add execute SQL, it's slow. So use the feature as it was designed. And you can get that knowledge by listening to people who know what they're talking about, who've been there for a long time, and really exploring FileMaker and reading blogs. But read every blog, even, even stuff I write. Read it with a grain of salt. Make sure you don't just follow it blindly. Make sure you understand FileMaker, and that's going to get you to a place that really helps you to program FileMaker better. I, I, I think after 25 years or whatever it's been that I've been doing FileMaker, that I, I'm finally in a place where I, I feel comfortable with FileMaker. Like I know how it works. It's like my good friend. I don't, I don't uh, sometimes, you know, you know, not hang out with it. I'm there all the time. I know how it works. It's almost like I'm married to it. And that's what you got to do to be good at FileMaker. You can't just come in and use the features you like and, and ignore the ones you don't necessarily understand. What FileMaker can do is nothing short of miraculous. And when you use the tool properly, it's the most amazing piece of software on the planet. I've seen solutions, heck, I've probably developed them, that just aren't optimized for what FileMaker can do. And you know, if you keep if you keep KISS in the back of your mind at all times and try and do everything within the FileMaker environment without going external as we've talked about then i think you can get to a point where you're delivering consistently delivering 
really good solutions that are cost effective, user friendly, and simple for somebody else to come in and make changes if something happens to you or or whatever. But it comes back down to that. It's all down to KISS in every single respect. And FileMaker is our friend. It's our best friend. It's what we know best. We know it better than anybody on the planet. Well, I mean, there are lots of people who know as well as you and I do. But if you took the people who've had the experience and the years working with it, there's not that many people who have come to it in the last decade who would have anywhere near the depth of knowledge that we have. And it's more of not that they don't know they can't define, they can define these calculations really well or whatever. It's about knowing how everything just kind of works. It's like, it's just like, you know, you know what your friend's going to say before he says anything, you can finish his sentence. You know, it's the same thing with your wife. It's just, we spend so much time with it. We think in FileMaker. And, you know, you want to get to some degree of that if you want to really be a great developer and produce great solutions. Well, I think what it is, is that we are in the zone with it. We're in sync with it. You know, I play a lot of chess and sometimes I play really good chess and sometimes I play really badly because my mind's somewhere else. But when I'm in the zone, I'm playing completely out of my ability. I'm playing, uh, just playing incredibly well until I suddenly say to myself, oh, I'm not that good. And all of a sudden I'm out of the zone. But with FileMaker, we're in the zone all the time. Yeah, I think you've probably done a lot more FileMaker than chess, I bet, right? Um, I've done a lot of both. <laughs> but you don't get paid to play chess, so. Uh, unfortunately not. I, I do have a friend who is a professional poker player and uh, he and I play chess and he's because he's a better player than I am, I get 100 to 1 odds. So the first game is $1 to 100. So if I w lose, I give him a dollar. And if I win, he gives me 100. But it's an automatic press. So the second game is 100 to 10,000. And the third game is 10,000 to a million. Well, I've got to the 10,000 a thousand times, but I've never beaten him on the third game. Wow. But I wouldn't get the money anyway, because it would then be <laughs> 10 million to a, to a billion or something ridiculous. And I wouldn't win. Right, exactly, yeah. But I, I can't think of anything more that I want to say on this subject. Um, it's just important for people to keep it in the back of their mind, always think about it, always look for the ways to simplify it. When it makes sense, it, sometimes it doesn't. But when it makes sense, do it. And if it takes you a little bit more time, it's worth taking that time to do it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with your, your closing statement here. Keep it in the back of your mind. You're not going to be perfect at first. You're not going to always do things simple. But if you keep on top of it and keep thinking simple, you're going to end up designing better solutions. It's, it's the truth. They're going to be faster, more reliable, easier to update. Keep it simple. Do things FileMaker way and you'll start developing much better. Absolutely. And there is a ton of resources available on the Database Pros website, on my websites, on YouTube. There's lots of stuff. Just take everything with a grain of salt, look at it, evaluate it, think about it, and don't jump in until you've really given it some thought. If you see a new technology you like, really think about it. Do some more research about it. Play with it, but don't adopt it until you're absolutely sure that it makes perfect sense.
Thanks for joining us around the campfire at the Fireside FileMaker. And please leave some comments at the end, uh, you know, if you if you feel so, you know, like you want to do that. And, and it can be a good or a bad comment, or you can even suggest a topic. We're, we're, we are open to just about everything. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We really would. Um, we do this because we love FileMaker and it's fun to talk talk about stuff that doesn't generally get talked about. And so we're enjoying this journey and we hope you're enjoying the journey with us. And we look forward to having you join us on the next one. And it's, this is Michael Rashad and it's goodbye from me. John Mark Osborne and happy file making. You've been listening to Fireside FileMaker, a podcast with John Mark Osborne and Michael Rashad. We'd love to hear what you think, so please email us at info at firesidefilemaker.com. That's info at firesidefilemaker.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.